Mizuki Makes presents I Dream of Jungle Gyms Episode 2 Not So Amusing Let's start from the beginning. I was with my brother Andrew. He was younger than me. We had gone gone to an amusement amusement park, park, though something something seemed kind of off? off? I don't know. This This woman woman handed us a flyer, which which normally normally wouldn't have bothered me or stuck out at all. I mean, she was wearing a park uniform. A little ugly, if you ask me, though. A sick, grayed-out yellow polo with a brown skirt and a visor, despite the cloudy sky. Anyway, she gave us a flyer. Well, a card, actually. Like, one of those punch cards? If you check everything off on the card before you leave the park, you'll win a big prize! Something like that. And again, I shouldn't have noticed. I probably wouldn't have noticed except for one odd detail. We were the only ones she gave a card to. It's not like she was stopping everyone, just us. Well, me, really. Now that I think about it, she didn't even look at Andrew. We slowly made our way around the park, checking things off the card as we went. Andrew was darting around, pointing and looking at everything that caught his attention. And that's when I noticed them. Dots. Little blinking red dots looking at me. Any destination, a small pointed camera soon followed. And that's when I really started to feel uneasy. Come on, Andrew. I think we should leave soon. Of course, he started protesting, so I told him, It looks like it's going to rain soon, and all the rides will be shut down anyway. The whining persisted, of course. So that's when I caved, and I told him, One more ride. I wish I hadn't listened. There was this playground. Well, a jungle gym, really. But this thing was massive. It had its own piece of the park. It was shaped like a pirate ship, complete with water park elements, cannons that sprayed water, hoses coming out of the side. It was surrounded by water, too. Only like an inch deep, but a fun water park shtick either way. Complete with waterfalls. Everything. Andrew, of course, went nuts and didn't hesitate to throw his shoes off and run for it. I went after him. There were a bunch of boys up there, some closer to Andrew's age and some closer to mine. Though seeing any girls. It was full lost boys on there. Everyone was playing rough, slipping around, wrestling, splashing, and spraying each other. There was even a grate that led below deck, which, if you ask me, is pretty dangerous for small kids to be playing around. It's a miracle no one was hurt. Although, all in all, it was a blast. <laughs> Not to mention, it was the last mark on our prize card. But once I marked it off, fun ended. In a split second, everything froze. And I mean literally. All the friends I had made, Andrew, even the water, hanging stark in the air, unmoving. A shiver rushed over me. We meet again, girl. I heard the voice over the speaker system, and while I didn't quite know who it was, I knew it couldn't be good. I tried shaking Andrew awake, but he didn't budge. So I threw him over my shoulder and made a run for the waterfalls. I could hear his voice constantly tracking me. Hide while you can, but we both know that I will always find you. 
I ducked under the water, adjusting my brother's small, cold face so he could hopefully breathe. I wasn't even sure if he still needed to. I tried to push back as much as I could against the wall to remain as hidden as possible, but I never felt the wall. I just kept going back until eventually I, I wasn't underwater anymore. A cave system of blue rock and quiet droplets. I almost didn't even register that the water was moving again. I only noticed after Andrew started breathing. He's roaming around, frightened. He questioned me. What happened? Where did everyone go? Who was that man? I mean, how do I answer that? All I could say was that I wasn't sure, but we had to get out of there. We're not leaving without the others, he said. You have to understand. My first priority was his safety. It's not that I didn't want to help the others, but he came first. I tried stopping him. I tried reasoning, but he just wouldn't listen. Our voices started echoing off the damp cave walls more and more until he finally just took off through the roaring water. I tried sprinting after him to grab him, but I just wasn't fast enough. By the time I had made it out of the cave, he was already gone. Problem is, there was so much open space, it wouldn't be easy to hide, so he could only be at one place. The ship. I tried crawling my way over, being as stealthy as possible. Even managed to get to the area below deck by tunneling into a window. And there they were. Dozens of boys chained and bruised. They had a mixed reaction to me, some relieved, some happy, but quite a few seemed less than pleased. Although, I couldn't tell if it was rage at me for abandoning them, or that this all somehow seemed my fault. I remember shushing them, and whispering, I'm gonna get you all out of here, I promise. I started making my way to the slippery metal grate. I could hear voices. I knew she should come. We already told you. We don't know where he is. One of the boys, Matt, finally spoke up. When we were all playing, he and another kid, Joey, they were always bossing around the other kids. They played a little too rough, if you ask me, but for the most part, they were good kids. Just playing around, sucked into the beautiful land of make-believe. But Matt... I guess now we'll get to stay there. A steady trickling of water forming down the grate turned red and thick with a thud. Anyone else have any enlightening ideas? It was silent, save some frightened whispers and muffled tears. You killed him, someone said behind me. I turned to face this chained boy. Joey. This is all your fault. His voice was cracking, fists shaking. I had told him to be quiet. I'm sorry, but I couldn't help them if I was dead too. I tried thinking. How was I supposed to get them and my brother out without being seen? And where did Andrew go anyway? But that's when I felt the weight in my pocket. Where the card that started this all should have been sat a key. Rusty and dull, heavy and cold. The chains! I went to Joey. 
This is the best I can do to make it up to you. For right now, we just need to make sure no one else gets hurt. I said as I inserted the key and turned it with a satisfying click. I pressed the key firm in his hand. Get the others out and go to the waterfall. There's a cave system that should get you all out of here. I started for the grate, but he stopped me. What about the others? What about you? I turned to face him one last time. I told you. I'm going to get you all out of here, and I don't plan on breaking that promise. I watched as their chains fell one by one, and they made a break for the outside, sprinting as a group for freedom. With one last deep breath, I faced the dripping grate, and I pushed it up. And even though the sun was covered by gray clouds, I was blinded by the light as my eyes adjusted. And that's when I woke up. I Dream of Jungle Gyms is written and directed by Alexandra Hooper. Produced by Alexandra Hooper and Samantha Mashinsky. Sound designed by Samantha Mashinsky and music by Brandon Hooper and Wanye. This episode featured Alexandra Hooper as Alex, Hunter Walsh as Bryce, and Christopher Gilbert as The Unseen. I Dream of Jungle Gyms is a production by Mizuki Makes. Keep dreaming! <laughs>